Thank you for downloading this free podcast, and also want to take a second to remind you to pick up your copy of Nightmare at Nibblers. Of course, it's the real life ghost investigation of Greg Nibbler's house. Available now for your forever copy at funemploymentradio.com/store. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I mean, there was just something about it. I mean, number one, it was it was the, a very sensual experience because I was touching what? a lot of Do things. Do not but ever on, say sensual on, experience. On top again. of that, you know, it was it was something where I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know I was going to make a connection in that way, and she. I will say this during the small talk. She asked if it was my first time there, and I, I, I said it was, but I lied. I had been there before. Wait, but did you like panic lie, or did you lie because panic, you were feeling like I panic a connection? Lied, I panic lied because we were having such a good rapport going. I wanted this to be a unique thing that her and I got to experience, you know. And I didn't want her to know I'd done it before. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found and thank you for finding <gasps> you us you said right, internet we, not internets yeah I've changed that up for like the last that four times weird. I, well I don't really listen to you very yeah much. I, clearly you don't uh. I'm going to start slipping in other things <laughs> just so you have to pay attention from now uh, from now on alright so Sarek Steele is but anyway so well <laughs> see what did I say uh, I did you know, pay you attention? Kinda, yeah, you kind of trailed off. No, I actually said something. You You're going to have to listen back anything. to the podcast. I'm not going to listen back to the podcast. No, good. Then I'll just dub. You don't even know. I could be dubbing in things you could all be. the time. You could be totally eliminating me from you the episode. You don't even exist in half of the episodes. Right? It just depends on how much time I have, whether I just cut you out of it entirely. Well, Greg's going to be like, no, today's going to be the Greg show, and there's like a whole different intro. If I did that, it would just sound like I'm insane talking to myself and then waiting. Like, I'd even leave the pauses where you're talking, but just take your voice out. Then it would, then it would really sound crazy. Oh, boy. Okay, never mind. That's, that's breaking my head too much. All right, so uh, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. I'm not actually really I, here, Greg. I do want to remind people to, of course, if you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon, Sarah, do you ever go to this uh, website, Amazon? I sure do, Greg. I got myself a mighty fine dandy pair of boots there the other day. Yeah, it's a lovely online shopping network. Sure. And what you can do is go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link right there at our website, and it helps us out. It costs you nothing but one click. Really. It's one click. Oh, my goodness. It's just, just one, one click. click to help out this podcast that you're listening to. You know, whether you're a subscriber, maybe you're not a sp- subscriber. This is the way you can help. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. Think of the children. All right. So you knew that. I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we do have a very special guest who's going to be joining us here on the show in just a little bit. And that is somebody we haven't had on for quite a while. And it is Nick. From the Landmark Saloon. Nick. Nick from Landmark Saloon. Indeed. So he's going to be coming in to talk to uh, talk with us about our bingo night, which is coming up on November 12th, which yes, is we're excited about. November 12th, bingo night sponsored by Small Town Brewery and, of course, Not Your Father's Root Beer. And so Nick's going to come in, talk about the event and talk about root beer. And I don't know. Who knows what we'll talk about? Who knows where the conversation oh, will wow. lead, Sarah? Yeah. It's, it could be wild and crazy. We don't so know. So whimsy-pimsy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Nick's going to be joining us here, here in a bit for... Not your grandma's bingo with not your father's root beer. 
I'm still that. I think that there is something there. That's pretty you, good. You got to admit, no, I no. I, I told you, you nailed it yesterday. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, there's something in there. I haven't. I, I didn't even tell Nick that one yet. So you need to tell him and okay. see and get his thoughts. Okay. Gauge his response on that. All right, all right. We'll we'll give it the test. Mm-hmm. So Nick's gonna join us here in a minute. But- all right. So I'm sorry. Can we get back to the beginning when you were talking about your sensual experience that you had yesterday? Oh. All right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I don't really want to talk about it, but you just, you kind of brought it up and then just left it there and we can't just leave it without being uh, you know, well, described. All right. I mean, it's kind of a personal thing, but so yesterday I did discover something about myself and I did come to a realization. Okay. I love the fabric store. What? I love the fabric store. And I never thought I would be a fabric store person, but I love the fabric store. I'm what do you mean you over... love the fabric store? All right. So as we know, Halloween is coming up this weekend. Uh, if you're, well, depending on when you're listening, it is coming up this weekend. It's October 28th, 2015. And I have chosen, I made the choice to go as Jon Snow Oh my God. Did I Thrones. tell you I was dressing as Jon Snow from Game of Thrones? Sarah has been trying to fuck with me, telling me that everybody <laughs> else is going to be going as Jon Snow. By the way, Greg, we're going to a Halloween party where everybody's going to be dressed as Jon Snow. Great. That's Just awesome. So you know. That's neat. Mm-hmm. That's I'm glad I'm putting all of this time and work. You know what? If somebody puts all the time and work into making this costume, they deserve to go as Jon Snow because it's a, it's a pain in the ass. It is a hard costume to make. It is Do actually, you know that for a fact? Have you actually started making your costume? Yes, I have been. And it is fucking hard. So if anybody is going as Jon Snow, if you went through the work to make this costume, by all means, enjoy it. Because... <laughs> Wow, Greg, it's like you've all been through the war together. Dude, it's hard. It is really all hard. All it is is a cape and like black pants and a black it shirt. It is not at all. Not at all. Have you looked at any pictures? You really... Because <laughs> uh, yours, what, it's a Girl Scout vest? Yeah, that I handmade. And it a hat. Vest. No, it isn't. That's all your costume is? It's a hat, is? a wig, a That's belt, That's all your shoes, costume is. A skorts, a skort, uh, jackets. I have a tie. Um, a button-up shirt that I had to make. I, I made my own. Uh, I hand-painted my own badges yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I went to the fabric store to buy some some material that you need in order to make the costume. Mm. And uh, and and I gotta say, I really. Really did like the uh, like you, the fabric store. I mean, I understand fabric stores. I've been to fabric stores lots of times, but what. I don't really have any emotion toward a fabric store. Um, like, what makes you what what makes you decide that you love the fabric store? Well, it's one. I don't know. I didn't know I would like it because normally I hate going to any kind of a store, any kind of a retail outlet, any place like that. Yeah. Okay. I know because you hate shopping. I have I've I tried to go shopping with you. You are like a little kid. I have to like drag you to the mall if we have to go and get something for like an event or if we need like clothes for, you know, something that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And you are like a little kid like I have to drag you kicking and screaming into the stores and then you just want to as soon as we're in there you just want to get out. Yeah, I hate any kind of a mall situation, um, anything along those lines. Like mm-hmm. those are just not places that I want to that I want to be. But this there was something about it. Well, number one, I was one of like three guys in this place. Maybe there were three guys, and they were clearly uh, guys who were dragged there with their with their girlfriends okay. or wives or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's the the only three people I saw in there were those three dudes, and then the rest of it was all was all women. But there's like all of these different things in there, and like they have all the fabric out. And uh, let me ask you this, because you go to these places, I do. You know, and I have been to it a couple of times before, but usually I know exactly what I want and then I get out. And this time I didn't really know where to go or what to look for. There's 
you're supposed to touch everything, right? What do you mean you're supposed to touch because everything? they have all the fabric out, so it's like like rows and rows. If you've never been in one, it's like rows and rows of different kinds of fabric. You're supposed to touch it, right? And I, you feel the fabrics. I mean, I guess because you're I supposed felt kind to of, feel the fabric. I felt kind of weird doing it because I was walking up and I was like touching fabric and like rubbing my hands on them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And then and then <laughs> there were people next to me who like gave me a look. Is that like going to the bins at, at like? Uh, you know, at a, at a food place where they have like the bin food and reaching in there and like sampling the food. Is that along those lines? Are you not supposed to touch the stuff? Well, since you're not eating the fabric, I don't think it's along this exact same lines. Why did they look at me like I was gross? Because it is kind of weird that you're mauling fabric. Like you're wandering around just like caressing fabrics that you're not even going to purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Like, why are you touching them? I don't know. Because it was there. Because I was nervous and I didn't know what else to do, and I thought that's what you were supposed to do in a fabric store. I didn't know where I was going, so I'm just wandering down these aisles over and over, looking for I don't know. I was like trying to find like leathery fabric so that I can make my make things for the Jon Snow costume, and and as I'm doing that, I, yeah, I felt very very uncomfortable at first, and then I just started to really enjoy it, and then I started. I know that sounds weird. I know that sounds weird. It does sound weird. All right, I'm glad that you're addressing. That. But but here's the thing, though. So so here's where the magic moment happened. This is where the where the magic moment happened. So the way it works at the fabric store is you pick out your fabric, and then you grab it, and it's all wrapped up on like a cardboard box. I knocked over like four cardboard boxes too, by the way. I made it. I made a scene. With I did. The, I the knocked cardboard over. that like the fabrics wrapped around. Yeah, because they were on like these little spindle things. I went to the cheap section eventually. Of course you and, did. And I. I oh my uh, god! Is Greg just almost knocks over a microphone? <laughs> I uh, knocked over knocked over like four boxes on accident. Whoops. So after I gathered myself with that and, and put that back in place, I brought my fabric thing up to you. There's this like big square, and you take a number. And I was smart about this because I took my number before I got in there. By, or right when I got there, before I walked around, so that way I knew my number would get called by the time I was ready to have the fabric cut. Wait, that is totally cheating. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? You pulled a number before you actually had anything that you needed to be cut? Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? No, okay, the way this place works, it's busy because it's Halloween time, and there's only, like, two people that do the cutting for you. So that's where you go, and they cut it, and then they give you your receipt for how much it is that you have to pay. Oh, yeah, getting it cut is a pain in the ass. Yeah, because it's always a long line. So when I went into the store, I I thought ahead, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get my number now. I don't even know what I'm going to buy. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know I don't want to wait in line later. So I'm going to get my number now, and that way I won't have to wait in line as long. And I did I did it, and I timed it out pretty close. Now, I don't know what I would have done had they called my number over the loudspeaker. Because they called over the loudspeaker and be like, okay, now serving number 32. And I was Wait, like... Wait, so if they called it over the loudspeaker, you must not be the only person doing this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, huh. I don't know. Well, but I was our, doing our friend it. Kristen in the chat says that she does that all the time, actually. <laughs> well, I mean... I'm just saying it was uh, it worked out well for me because I timed it out to where I was there like two people before I got called. Now, had I missed it, had I still been looking, I probably still would have gone up to the counter and said, oh, I'm sorry. Like, say they were on like 43. I would have tried to cut back in and said, oh, I'm sorry. I was 39. I didn't hear you call my number, even though they would have called it. Mm-hmm. And I would I would have tried to cut back into the line. Oh, Greg. I would have done it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have cut back in. But I didn't need to because I timed it out right. And I could tell there was there was a lady there. This is where some more glaring happened. There was one woman who clearly thought 
her number was coming up pretty soon, and she saw me come in last minute and then just walk right up to the counter because oh, they called boy. my number. Uh-huh. She was mad. Of I course could, well, you she could was. Feel her glaring. Let me on guess. My back. She had like seventeen different rolls of fabric. Yes, she did. Yes, and most yep. of them were like pillowy. They're like the pillowy kinds of fabric. There was definitely some kind of blanket going on. Yeah. There was, I don't know what else, maybe some kids' dresses. I'm not sure what else she was doing, but she was not happy that I walked up there. And this is where... <sighs> I always get stuck behind the ladies that have like 25 things that they need cut in like very particular ways, and it takes forever. Well, this is where magic happened, and I think more people got mad at me. So I got up there. After you a had young cut lady. in line. I didn't cut in line. Uh, my number said I was the right number. It just looked like I cut in line. And I got up to the counter, and uh, and it was a young lady who was cutting the fabric for me. And I had the I had the fabric for the cape, so I had two different fabrics. And one was the fabric I'm using for the cape. One was that I'm going to do like a chest piece thing or something. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's like a leathery thing. So she's cutting the cape, and, and she's like, oh, cool. So uh, so what are you going to be using with this? I, and I was up front. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm... Oh, so you were like Mr. Casual. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm doing. You're like, you hey, know, I'm just going to be I real with you. Let me turn my... Which let me, she let me liked tell that. You, give me, let me give you the 411. She wanted to help me. And so she's like, oh, no problem at all. I know it can be overwhelming, can it? And I'm like, yeah, it can be a little overwhelming. And then she starts rolling out. She's like, so um, what are you going to do with the fabric? I mean, how much... Do you think that we need? And I was like, well, I need to make a cape because I'm doing it for my Halloween costume. And that got her interested. And she's like, oh, are you going as Batman? And I said, oh, my God. No, actually, I'm going to go as Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. And the look that she gave me, oh this is why I'm God, so excited about my costume. kidding me? She's like, oh, that's fantastic. It's something along those lines. We'll say it was that. <laughs> I mean, you could tell. There was tension. There was definitely some tension going on there. and Some sensual fabric tension. Some sensual fabric tension. And so, so she unrolled that, and she's like, well, let's see. And she like trying, trying to measure me. like She was seeing how tall I was in order to make the cape and how much material I would need. Did she tell you that you, you were uh, actually taller than she thought you were? No, she didn't say that. She's like, oh, wow, you're pretty, you're pretty tall. You're going to be a perfect Jon Snow. No, Jon Snow's short. So... So we did that, and then I had the other stuff for the chest piece. And I'm like, okay, yeah, and I just I wanted to check on the price on this, and I, I'm not sure how much I need. And this is where the lady behind me full-on like lost it. She didn't yell, but the look of frustration and the verbal like, oh. Oh, my God. Was, it, I mean, it was so loud. And that's because when I was looking at the uh, the leathery kind of fabric I had, there was no price on it. And so I just figured... Oh, God, you're one of those. <laughs> you bring up something after there's a huge line and you know there's not a price on it? I don't know how it works. I just found you it laying somewhere. You know how it works. You, I'm sorry. You pay attention to how much things cost. I thought maybe there was a secret price tag on there, it or something. There is no secret price tag and you know that. Everything has a price tag. Well, she said, oh, okay, well, I think we have to find this to get the price. And I said, well, I know where I got it. It's like, all right, yeah, come on, just show me. And then we left. We both left the counter with a line of people oh my behind God. me. She was the one working there, so I just kind of followed her lead. And we went back and we looked and we uh, we ended up being, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes we were gone. Are you serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. 
because we went and we finally found the fabric that I had. And then she looked up that price. She's like, you know, that's a little expensive for just a Halloween costume. Why don't we see if there's any other kinds that will work? I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Do you have any like leather kinds? She's like, yeah, let's go take a look around. And so we walked around oh the store. Oh, my God, Greg. Going to all these different the aisles. fabric store lady. Where she was showing me different types. She's like, well, what do you think that would work? I mean, do you want to make it like a chess piece or what are you looking for with it? Did and you guys I start give to her Google ideas. images of Jon Snow together then and skip through the aisles? I already had it pulled up on my Google images and so I showed her some of the pictures. And then she took me around to like five different kinds. And then finally she's like, oh, I know where we need to go. And there's some Follow like me. yeah, and there was some like secret little Were discount you guys, section, like sensually touching fabrics along the way. Yes, sensual. Yeah, we did. We felt a lot of fabric together. Uh-huh. And then finally, she took me to the super secret discount section that she remembered. And then we found. Was some. it in the back of the store, and it said a discount on it? No, it was down a side aisle. And she said, "Oh, even I forgot about this stuff." And then we then I went and got that, and then we came back and we chatted a little bit more, and she cut it up for me. Did she give you her employee pricing? Um, she gave me a 20% discount. I bet she did. <laughs> I mean, if that counts. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I got a 20% discount on it. Bam. Which is why I like the fabric store. I think I do very well at the fabric store. Because one fabric lady hit on you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty you much. You think that the fabric, that's just going to be your jam. Well, there's there's very little competition. I mean, if you're if you're a, I mean, if you're a woman seeking a man in that store, I there's very little competition for me because there's not many other dudes in there. There's yeah. not a lot of single dudes walking around the fabric store. I think I could clean up. I think I could do pretty well. Was the lady that you cut in front of still waiting there when you guys got back from Galavan? No, she was getting her stuff cut by the other girl. But man, she was just an angry woman. That that was a woman. She's angry in all situations, but the look and the sound that she made towards me—that was something I haven't quite experienced in a while. Oh, like just absolutely. She didn't even try to contain disgust. it. Didn't even try. No. As soon as we started walking away, <laughs> I suppose she goes like walking away, hand in hand, bouncing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, we chatted it up. We talked about things. A little about life, a little about this, about costumes mainly. So your sensual mainly. experience at the fabric store wasn't just with the fabric? No. No. It Did you with... get the fabric girl's name? I'm going to keep that to myself. Okay. We had we had a magical moment. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Right, I well... think her name was Jenny. I forgot her name already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Greg, best of luck to you in Fabric Store, girl. Thank you. Yeah. I really I really think that there are big things ahead for you guys. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Me, too. But the thing is, I'm not, I don't want to get tied down. So Don't want to get bogged down. No. When I I'm, I'm, may have to go back there again today. I don't know. I don't know. Still got some more stuff to make. Is she going to be working again today? Um, I mean, I'm assuming so. Why? We'll because see. she has nothing else to do but work in the Fabric Store all the I, time? I mean, I would assume. Okay. So, yes. There it is. The fabric store. I'm very happy for you in fabric store, girl. Thank you. You're so weird. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. 
First up, let's see, I have some random stories today. Oh, first one out of out of Tacoma, Washington. Greg, that's only a that's a couple hours north of us. It is. It's pretty close. That's these are true statements. These are all true facts. Well, a man has received a hundred and thirty-six dollar ticket after trying to cheat the carpool lane. By dressing up a zombie baby doll as if it was a child and putting it in the passenger seat. Unfortunately, he did not get away with it and got caught. It was a zombie baby doll. It was a zombie baby doll. It was in an actual child seat? It, was, it wasn't in a child seat, but it, oh, was strapped well, into the, it was strapped into the front seat of a man's car. <laughs> what do you like, tie it with rope around the, <laughs> like high on the seat? Look, see, there's a baby no, in no, there. No, 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 I swear it's a baby. Yeah, don't, that's, aren't babies that's a, like, don't you have to have them in the back seat till they're like, 10 or something? I'm sure there's rules associated with I mean, I don't know baby rules that much, but I'm pretty sure you can't like sure strap it down on a baby seat. Baby rules? I'm pretty sure they're the law. Well, yeah, whatever. I don't think that's baby rules. Baby law. It's it's the actual law. It's not just baby law. I'm pretty sure you can't just strap it in, though. All right. Well, anyway, this guy uh, strapped in his zombie baby doll, trying to use it to get into the HOV lane. However, he did not get away with it, and the trooper, the state trooper who caught him, Guy Gill... Issued him a hundred and thirty-six dollar ticket for violating the high occupancy vehicle lane rules. Wasn't there a guy who did a had like an inflatable Obama doll or something like that? that Try to get away with it. I think so. And there's also. I've never had to commute enough where there are uh, carpool lanes to think about doing it. You have thought if about I did, doing it though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, but I used to. I mean, I used to have to go out to Oregon City all the time. But at the time, they didn't have. Uh, carpool lanes anyway, so there wasn't really any need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would... I'd figure out something better than strapping a baby onto a chair. Onto the seat. Into the chair? Yeah. Yeah. I know, it doesn't seem like very well thought out. No. It's like, that's not worth $136. No. Like, at least get like a life... Like a, you know, adult size something. Just yeah, if you're gonna there. do it. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Alright, next up out of Melbourne, I know we have some Australian... Listeners, Is that your Australian accent? My Australian. No. But this is about Australian accents, actually. Uh, so now speech experts are coming forward and saying that they have found out, they've proven that Australian accents are, in fact, influenced by their drunken forefathers. Really? An Australian speech expert says the, uh, the country's famous accent can be attributed to mostly the drunkenness of the nation's early European settlers. You mean the prisoners? I don't know. It was a prison colony. Why why do you have to make it so real? I mean, it was. Dean Frankel, who's a lecturer in public speaking and communications at Victoria University in Melbourne, says the Australian accent was born of speech patterns from English, Irish, and German settlers mixed with those of Aboriginal people. But the biggest influence on the accent's development is heavy drinking. He goes on to say the Australian alphabet cocktail was spiked by alcohol. Our forefathers regularly got drunk together and through their frequent interactions unknowingly added an alcoholic slur to the Australian speech pattern. <laughs> Which is kind of, I, I find that, I, I really am fascinated with spe- um, like speaking patterns. Try to, do your, try to do your Australian accent. For the past two centuries. <laughs> that was not, that was not a good Australian. generation, I don't know how to do, you do yeah, Australian. Generation, yeah. And generation, Got to end thing with a question. No, that's New Zealand. No, it goes the same way for Australia. No, drunken Aussie speak continues. Okay, I'm going to admit by... between Aussie and New Zealand, that's a tough one to to mimic the difference between. But you can definitely do better than British. Send it in a question. Yeah. 
Well, about Aussie speak, it says the average Australian speaks just two thirds capacity with uh, one third. Two thirds capacity. With one third of the articular muscles always sedentary as if they're lying on the couch, and that's just concerning articulation. Missing consonants due to this speech pattern also include uh, missing T's, like uh, they say important. That's important. Uh, I's as in Australia. Australia. Or L, that was that was L's actually. Sorry, and S's as in yesh. Yesh. I don't remember yesh. Um, while many vowels are also lazily transformed into other vowels, especially A's to E's, like standing. Standing. And I's and New, uh, New South Wales. And I's to O's, like noit. And the noit. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. Yesh. Yes, I don't know that part. Okay, I can't do. I can't do it anymore. Okay, I can't do it anymore. All right, well, I know that Nick's gonna be coming here pretty soon, so I found this story. It's kind of disturbing, and I just wanted to say it because I was really curious about what you think about this. If this is something that you would actually use, Greg. Mm-hmm. This is a story. Let me ask you this: Would you have any interest if there was such an invention as a machine or like a little uh, a little? Sensor that you could put on your body that could sense when you were going to use the facilities next. When it I was could, going to use the could, facilities, it could physically tell you when your body is doing when your body is doing what it's doing. When you're going to have to use the restroom. No, I don't think I would. I think you would. I mean, imagine how freeing that would be. Well, let me tell you. A company in Japan has actually invented this. So a venture company in Tokyo uh, called Triple W has come up with a wearable... Okay, this is like the worst phrase. Excretion forecast. Oh, that's so gross. I'm sorry. That's the only time I'm going to say that. Uh, That's called D-Free. That tells you when, in fact, you're going to have to use the facilities the next time. Down to minutes. It can tell you when that... How does it... I don't think I'd want that information. Not unless I had like a real problem going on. Yeah, well, what it does is it uh, it's an ultrasonic sensor that reacts to certain characteristic movements inside of your body prior to... But why do you need it to tell you? <laughs> because what if you're going on a road trip or something? You're like, all right, cool. I have like two hours and 35 <laughs> minutes. Let's so do gross. this. You would be the worst person I would know to have that because you would announce things like that. I, you would, oh, I would never want to go on a road trip with you with that kind of thing on there. You can actually, guys. We have to hurry up. I've got twenty-two <laughs> minutes left. We need to find a place now. We need to find a place to pull over for twenty-two minutes from now. Well, we're already here. I mean, we might as well wait another. We might as well wait it out. <laughs> wait it out another fifteen minutes, guys. I mean, we're just gonna have to pull over again. No, absolutely not. You can also connect this device to your smartphone, God. so that way it can alert you as to when the time is approaching. It'll say, for example, 70% filled now, bowel movement coming in 11 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. It's like a gas tank, like telling you when it's, oh. So they were able to successfully crowdfund uh, this invention. So they came up with it. They crowdfunded it in just a month. And uh, and so they displayed the, they have displayed the product with great interest from people at, uh, I don't know, at some convention in Japan that happened this past month. So they plan to have it on the shelves by April of next year. The price so far is undecided. You would totally get that, wouldn't you? (laughs) 
I could absolutely see you using that. You could be like different, like 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 how you can have friends on Fitbit. <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> That's so gross. Greg, be my defree fit friend. No. <laughs> Let's race. Uh, there you have it. There's a roll of crazy. <laughs> That's Keelan. And the chat called it a shit bit. Uh, that's, oh, my God, Keelan. That's the best. You win. All right. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Keelan, that's the best thing you have ever, ever done. That's hilarious. <laughs> a shit bit. All right. Let's 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 take a break. We got to get oh, Nick in here. So we're going to be talking about... <laughs> the, uh, the, bingo. the bingo tournament happening November 12th at the Landmark Saloon. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing? I um, mean, you're listening now to Fun Employment Radio. And this is Tommy Wiseau. You are turning me apart, our audience in Portland. Portland? It's not the Portland. I am not how it's to... It's kind pr- of Portland. Okay. Yeah. You see, now they correct me. I'll be uh, cut. Do people, oh. still, do people still know who Tommy Wiseau is? No, they don't. Do you know how many times <laughs> I bring up the room and nobody knows what I'm talking I about? I think we might have to drop those liners. I don't think anybody don't knows want- him anymore. I, I, know I know you him. know him, though. I love him. I did see that he just uh, advocated that he wants to direct the new Fantastic Four movie. And so I am be... solidly behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would. I would. Actually, I would watch that, too. Uh, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by Nick now. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> this is Mr. Nick Wilson, uh, one yeah. of the fine proprietors of one of our favorite places in the world, the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. That's the address. <laughs> that is the address. How are you doing today, Nick? Oh, I'm doing great. I have a little bit of a cold, but I'm oh, okay. yeah. So. All right, that kind of sucks. I actually, I'm just a little hungover. Okay, I was going to say <laughs> you seemed okay. Yesterday. You broke on that really quick. I mean, that was you were. I, I thought maybe you were going <laughs> to yeah. ca- kind of carry that on. Well, last time I was here, my voice was a little high when I heard it, and so this time I had to work out. <laughs> you wanted to gruff it up a, a little. Your voice. Oh, yeah, because once you, um, you're going to hear your voice coming out of the kitchen when Jesse's listening to the show later. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of trippy when I go there sometimes and I'll hear an annoying like, lady voice. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's what I sound like. <laughs> God damn, shut up. <laughs> I think that all the time. Oh, th- thank you, Greg. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> so, uh, November 12th, coming up. Smooth. Thursday, November 12th. Yes. We are going to be having our bingo our bingo night at the bingo Landmark extravaganza. Saloon. All right, so Greg came up with a <clears throat> okay, good name. Got some ideas. I don't. I don't think I've told. I haven't told Nick what okay. your idea was. All right, it's pretty good. All right, because we're going to tie in our sponsor with this. It's not your grandma's bingo, sponsored uh, by yeah. not your father's root beer. <laughs> yeah, it. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We thought that was kind of good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a play on words. It is, yeah. if you will. <laughs> it's very fancy. I don't know if people will pick up on what it is, but there it is. I'm pretty sure it's pretty apparent <laughs> what it means. <laughs> but we do want to talk about Not Your Father's Root Beer because this is a wonderful sponsor of ours. And we're going to be serving that. Well, Landmark serves it. And also, uh, they're going to be a sponsor of the bingo tournament. Yes. Absolutely. So, Small Town Brewery is who makes not your father's root beer, and so we've got some here that we're gonna we're gonna taste. And I don't know if you guys have had it before, if you're out there listening, but it's available in a lot of places, and it really is good. I mean, it tastes, yeah, it tastes just like root beer, <laughs> and that's the thing. It does, it does, and Whoa. it's weird. Like it doesn't have that tin. Like it doesn't taste. You know how sometimes yeah. 
things are like alcohol flavored. It doesn't taste like it's alcohol flavored. No, it root tastes beer. like it's root beer. It's danger. It's dangerously yeah. good. And you it's, can't even taste the booze. In this. I should probably. I should yeah. probably take a it's sip so of it. It's so smooth. Yeah. It's yeah. So smooth. It it is. And I mean, it's five point nine percent alcohol, which is surprising. So it's uh, we got some facts here. Some fast facts. There are some fast facts. Oh, well, not we your were, father's root beer. When we were in small a, town brewery, you in take a pull of this root beer. It's not your father's root beer. It's right. delicious. Well, this uh, the cool thing that Sean was telling us about this too is that oh, a lot so of flavored good. drinks like that are actually malt liquor, and this mm-hmm. is actually not a malt liquor. It's a botanical ale, so it's a dark ale brewed with spices. So it isn't like a malt liquor that they just kind of fancied up to try and make it taste like root beer. It actually is the spices that make it taste like that. Well, and, and small town is from uh, Wakanda, Illinois. Is that right? Wakanda. Is that the I, right way to say that? Do I know how to pronounce anything? I don't know. What's the capital of Colombia? Bogota. Bogota? Yeah, that's Bogota. Oh, Bogota? Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> I can never pronounce that. Bogota. <laughs> so it's it's out of Illinois, but they've uh, been picked up all over the place. All right, so here's something that's weird. It's It was founded in 2010 by Tim Kovac, who I guess had a relative that was a ship captain. And that's where the recipe came from for the... For for not your father's root beer. Yeah. That's where all the best recipes come from, actually. <laughs> from a ship captain. <laughs> well, it is. It said the recipe was found in his old logbooks on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why do you... You're, okay, Greg is, like, having problems with this because it says great-grandfather and he's in England in the 1600s. Okay, I think they're just messing with us. Because here's what, here's what the line Sean's actually says. I don't think making it up. No, because I, either that or it's a typo. Because it said his great-grandfather was a ship captain in England in the 1600s. But that's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Unless they live really long, I think it's the elixir from the uh, the recipe. Root not your father's root in beer, the captain's log, because of the mix of spices will allow you to live 150 years at a time. So that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty right much that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee, is what it said. I think it says it on the can. I can't. I, the can's over there. I can't read it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it says right in the can. <laughs> okay, it might say that on there. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, no. You should yeah. probably take a closer look. So not your father's root beer. And it really is. It really is fantastic. And it is. And we're, well, and it is actually a beer. So I was looking at this because Sean was telling us about this. It's a Gruet. It's a Gruet style beer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a Gruet inspired ale, which is a beer brewed without hops. So it is actually a root beer, which is delicious. With 5.9% alcohol. With 5.9% alcohol, <laughs> which kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about there's different ways to drink it, too, because you've, you've tried it with, like, shots in it, right? Yeah, I like it with a little bourbon sometimes. Oh, okay. Oh, because it kind of cuts um, the sweet a yeah, little? Yeah, it cuts it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if I, if I were to do it, I'd take, like, uh, probably some, like, kind of lower-end bourbon and kind of hide it within the not-your-father's-root beer. And so, Ooh. yeah. So is delicious. that something that we might be able to make on Thursday, November 12th at our bingo night? Sure, you can make all kinds of things that oh. night. What about uh, root beer floats? That would be... Putting ice cream in the not your father's root beer. Oh, is that possible? If we had ice cream, yes. Okay, so you're saying the only thing standing between us and root beer floats is ice cream. That and a glass. Okay. Yeah. All right. But we'll have glasses there. I'll oh just, my god! I'll try to get ice cream. Then we can have root beer. Not your father's root beer floats on not your grandmother's bingo night. <laughs> Perfect. There it is. There's the clip. That's the one we'll send in. Uh, so. Sean, listen to us. We're knocking it out of the park, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be an awesome night, though. So November 12th, save that night. I think we're going to do registrations around 6, and then uh, bingo will start at 6.30. Sarah and I are going to be hosting. There's a bunch of random things. We're, there's there's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen that's already planned. There's one possible thing that I don't want to do, which was your dauber thing, your Pin the dauber on the on the nibbler. Oh or whatever yeah, dob you like spin yeah. people around and like I don't know, uh, try and dob Greg in various places. 
So that like, sounds like a go, GoPro cam on a dauber and see where it, where it ends up. Oh, that's good. Nick's an idea, man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. That's like a $4 idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be, we already have some random stuff planned that we're going to do. So we're super excited about it. Yeah, it is going to be fantastic. November 12th at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. Big thank you to Small Town for, uh, for, for sponsoring this. And with Not Your Father's Root Beer, it is going to be awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I'm save that saying. night. <laughs> I am too. Are you going to play, Nick? Uh, I can't because of the rules, the fine print, the rules. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's unfortunate for you because there are going to be I'll, some amazing yeah, prizes. Sarah, you're not fun. allowed to play either. What? Just so you know that. Yeah. I thought I, I that could doesn't, play. It's not how that works. No. Yeah. You were the kind of person when we worked in radio that would steal everything, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the prize closet. Mm-hmm. It was just like the freebie closet. The stuff that we're not supposed to ever take. Well, I yeah. mean, what, well, what sucked is that we'd always have like really cool giveaways and you could never enter them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get paid peanuts working in radio and then it's like giving away like a $10,000 trip. I'm like, I want a $10,000 trip. You never took something that big. They would know no, that. No, I never took something that big, but I'm saying like I would take the little things to make up for the fact I couldn't get the big things. Uh. I'm not going to lie. I totally did that. I too. know you yeah. did. I, that's why I was wondering the, why you were bringing the it up. The worst thing that ever happened was I had a coworker. So we would have like, we went, I think it was Rush one time where- Rush the band? Rush the band. Okay. Yeah. And so we went, I believe it was Rush actually. So those tickets were worth a lot. And we we were doing this prize thing outside of the venue. Rush, is that the band that Paul and Patch came Yes. Okay. Sarah's still confused on who Rush is. I am why confused. I don't, I don't really un- know You worked in rock radio. Yeah, but it was like shitty rock. And they're like national treasures in like Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They're Canadian national treasures? Yeah. They're, like, yeah. they're kind of like the uh, Nickelback of old. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> so, the Nickelback of old. But no, we were at this Rush show and we had like four pairs of tickets to give away and that had been all advertised. This guy I work with left two for the prize stuff and then went... Went and changed out of his KUFO shirt, put on a different thing. Oh, shoot. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's long enough now. Uh, went and changed yeah. out of his clothes. I didn't do this. Changed out of his clothes and then walked around with the tickets and sold them in the parking lot. Oh, I used for like to. Like 100 bucks. I used to know people that did that. It. Like street teamers would take tickets and then go to the Rose Garden uh-huh. and like sell the tickets. They're like, all right, cool, 100 bucks. Let's go, you know, let's go get drinks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Man's got to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, got a commodity. There we go. <laughs> Stay out of our prize closet. All right, so November twelfth. Do we have a prize? Do we have a prize closet? I could have been stealing from. <laughs> it's called my basement, and oh, no, I don't want to go there. No, you don't want to go down <laughs> there. Uh, so November twelfth at the Landmark Saloon. It is going to be awesome. Should we do a little? I've got a little bit of ball talk. Uh, Nick likes the sports. I like balls. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. You should have some more root beer. Nick yeah, makes me put football delicious. on the big TV and wrestling on the small TV. Yeah. Because people like football. Hey, more know. than greasy naked men. It depends on the demographic, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it does vary from day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, just a just a little bit of balls today. Just a just a small bit. I need a sip of root beer, actually. Yeah, you should nip of that root beer. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything wrong. No, it just tastes right. It does. Mm. God, it's good. Yeah. All right, um, we'll go to this. First up in ball talk. <laughs> it's, it's a potpourri. All right, I have a big question that I want to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. What you think of this All right. and what you would do. So Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is uh, apparently getting married. Now, marrying 
Hannah Davis. Who? I don't know who that is. Should She's I know who that is? Hideously ugly. A oh, very hideous I'm woman. I'm assuming. Just disgusting to look at. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuits. Oh, God, she must be terrible thing. then. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah. Oh. But to me, this guy, I think it's a bad idea. I'm going to tell you why. Because this guy's like basically the king of New York, right? Derek he can Jeter's? do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Derek Jeter oh, yeah. in New York. Oh, really? National treasure. <laughs> National treasure, Derek Jeter. I'm just going to call this episode today National Treasure, okay? It is. It's a na- he is a- <laughs> National I mean, I don't, I don't like Derek Jeter, but if Wait. I were Derek Jeter, is he Derek- just retired from baseball. He's got all the time in the world, and he's in New York, and it's full of models that want to go to his, uh, you know, his little castle in the sky that he's got going there. Why would you not take advantage of that? Well, he is. I mean, well, I guess he's marrying a model. Yeah. But she's not going to be a model forever. That's what I mean. He's going to have to trade in. I know, in a, in a few years. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. Was Derek Jeter the one that would give the girls gift baskets? Yes. Yeah. 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 With yeah, like he, signed balls? Yeah, he would give that them is a gift. So when, when he would break up with them, he'd order them a cab or a limo, and then he'd give them a gift gift pack with, yeah, like signed baseballs. And it was corresponding to the performance I heard, too. <laughs> is that what it was? was How many balls you got? Gift bags, you know, and. <laughs> Based on how well you did. Wow. Yeah. I Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So if you just get like a signed magnet, you know you really didn't do a very good like, job. Oh, man. I should have tried harder. Crap. Yeah. I didn't even get a ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Damn. Well, anyway, there it is. Derek, Wait, so what's the age difference there? How old is Derek Jeter? Uh, he is 41 and she is 25. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's She's got a couple good years left. in the right ballpark. Yeah. I mean, 25, <laughs> that's getting on the upper end of the spectrum, I would In modeling but, years, that's like... So she's a 55, retired model. 60? Yeah, I mean, she must yeah. be. But pretty soon. Pretty <laughs> yeah. soon, she's got to be. Yeah. Well, there it is. Derek Jeter getting me. Moving on to Baltac. I've never heard him called the king of New York. Oh, yeah. No, it's got to oh, yeah. be great to be Derek Jeter in New York. Yeah? yeah That's got to be one of the best things ever. And he's a national treasure. And he's a national treasure. <laughs> this show is a national treasure. All right, moving it on. Is. It is. You know what else is a national treasure? Not your father's root beer. Oh, it's delicious. I'm mm-hmm. having another sip. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Um, all right. Let's just go to this. Yesterday oh. was the start of the NBA season, but also it was the World Series. The first game of the World Series, Kansas City Royals versus the New York Mets. Yes, it was. And it is also uh, what happened yesterday was the longest game in the history of the World Series. It was, For game one. Yeah. It felt like the longest game in the history of my life. It just would not stop. It never stopped. Yeah, that is I think I it's still, is it still going? It uh, just ended. It just ended. 23 minutes right. ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the game went 14 innings. Um, they played, I believe it was 13 different pitchers were involved in the, uh, in the game. Wow. 13 different pitchers. And it finally yeah, ended after 14 innings with a... Uh, with the bases loaded and the the sacrifice fly. I saw it. Yes, indeed. So that happened yesterday. The next game is today. Now, I made a prediction yesterday, and I believe I was correct. You were completely incorrect. You said that the Mets were going to win. I don't know if that's true. Did you say the World Series or the game? No, I said just a game. Oh, see, he was just trying to... Nick was just trying to save you right there. You You didn't even take that life that lifeboat. You're just still sinking. Uh, we'll have to go back and listen to that, check the records. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think at this point, you, you, you guys have said... fact checkers here, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw this too. There's a team of fact checkers. They're doing there, it right the... now. Well, yeah. you yeah, know, maybe there. this is just one of life's mysteries that we'll never have the answer to. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll have to 
Probably never know. But I can tell you this. I will tell you who's going to win the game today. Mm. Pins and needles. What what game? Oh, a lot Can of you people say what are... game you're talking about? What the game tonight? Is it the second game? Oh yeah. I forgot how fast baseball is. I'm used to the to basketball like having to wait yeah. a few days. Oh yeah. No, this is it's 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 the game tonight. The winner will be the New York Mets. It's gonna be the New York Mets tonight. Mm. The Mets are gonna win. I'm doubling down. Double down, huh? okay. Doubling down on it. I think okay. the Mets are gonna get it. But yeah. in honor of Kansas City getting the win last night. I do have this. This is a fan song. Oh, God. It isn't the one that I think it is. <laughs> that was created. Oh, no. This is a brand new one. I'm going to need some more. Not your father's. <laughs> you were definitely yes, going to want to sit back and have a root beer. Kansas City Royals. This is called Straight Out of Kaufman, which I believe that must be where the stadium is. The stadium. Kaufman Stadium. Yeah. Oh, Kaufman Stadium. I stay winning like the Royals. Yeah. No more losing seasons. Competition hated when we lost. Now they I don't even know how to feel about this. Uh, this is called Celebrating Sir. I like it. I was going to that. seems like the right time. Do you think this is something you guys would no, it's bump too at the loud, Landmark Saloon? Too. What are you doing? Uh, you know, we play country and western music, and I think this is in that category. So I would, I'd ask them to perform live at the landmark. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. I want to hear this cover of Mama Tried. Yeah. <laughs> it is the group called Center of Attention. So you, uh, sounds like you can get a booking out here in Portland, Oregon. That's right, Center of Attention. <laughs> Calls out there for you. Live at the landmark. Straight out of Center Kaufman. of Attention. <laughs> I don't, there are some fans of the Royals that work at Landmark. I'm sure they know about this song already, then. Yeah. Or they will know at the end of I this. mean, the whole world will know. Yeah. I'm pretty Absolutely. sure. Yeah. All right, I thought you were going to play that Lord one that you had last year. No, that one's awful. I'll never play that one again. It's so bad. All right, you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Have you ever heard it? No, but I saw her do that, uh, the Nirvana, whatever, Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, that was real good. Oh, this isn't yeah. actually Lord. This is... Uh, oh, some... But it's one of Greg's horrible fan songs for the Royals. Okay. This is not Lord. Two Lords. It's not Lord with an E. It's Royals. Lord with no E or two it's, O's. Uh, Lord. It's a, actually it's a guy by the name of John Long. Oh. That's not creative. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. song. But yeah. 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 A That's a play on song. Green and fresh. Oh, God, this is worse than I remember. My teeth on series rings. Yeah, this really amps the people up. <laughs> I mean, I'm pumped. This sounds like that theme song to what's the uh, the wrestler dude that comes out? <gasps> oh, yeah, uh, the uh, the Wyatt, uh, the Wyatt family uh, dude, yeah, Bray, Bray Wyatt. I, I hate that I know that. <laughs> uh, it's a real good song. Gosh, love. We're driving home as in our dreams. But everybody okay, Greg, like I don't miss it anymore. What about you asked for it. Oh, that's just embarrassing for him. That's going to haunt him years from now when he's applying for a job somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, John Long, hey, dude, is this you? How do I know that name? going to say, and then I'd go back and do a little Google search. I'm going to go note, ahead and Google you. Yeah. I've known the studio version of that song is available on iTunes, so there's your advertising journal. Oh, All right, boy. that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. 
Of course, my computer's freezing. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Tell you what, I could use a sip of root beer. Oh, here. I think you probably should. Right here. Thank you. you. Not your should. father's root beer. Of course, mm-hmm. small town. We should probably at, say a uh, little shout out to Sean for getting us this special edition bottle that uh, of small town brewing. Uh, not your father's root beer. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So you guys, try it. Try it out and then come and buy a lot of it on Thursday, November 12th. Or any day. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. Um... I think that's. I think we've done some good work here. Today. I think we did some excellent work. I think we've here done today. some good work. I think it's the best work that we've ever known. Nick, what's happening at a Landmark Saloon this evening? Oh, that's a good question. It's whiskey uh, Wednesday. It's whiskey Wednesday. There you so, go. Uh, there will be. Let's see. The Miller Sasser Group will be playing Happy Hour around six, and then Jake Ray and the Cow Dogs. Probably my favorite band on the planet besides Rush, uh, <laughs> Canadian National Treasure Rush, uh, is Jake Ray and the Cow Dogs. And they're wow. playing country western music. So wait. Country yeah. Western? Yes. We Get out. Both kinds, country and Western. <laughs> uh, when can we expect Center of Attention and or John Long to perform? You know, my um, the my my email is blowing up right now, and so mm-hmm. we're at probably multiple dates. I'll probably like okay. block out a week, you know. and I'd say a week is good. Advanced ticketing. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That's so. smart. Okay. Well, good. Got to prepare. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic. All right, send us an email, <laughs> funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in November 12th at the Landmark Saloon. It's, it's easy. It's remember, remember the 12th of November, right? It's easy. It's like I just watched V for Vendetta when I was had a cold this morning in mm-hmm. bed. And <laughs> and <laughs> when you were getting over your cold. Getting over the, my morning cold. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so there you go. Is your morning cold feeling better now? I am after some of this uh, not your father's root beer. <laughs> Delicious. It helps you get over morning colds. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> not your father's root beer. Awesome. Fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. All right. Oh. Uh, coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City. At approximately 7.30-ish mm. p.m. Right here at on the approximately network. Approximately 7.30-ish. <laughs> approximately that time. That's okay. an approximate technical time, but I think people can figure it out. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more <laughs> Fun Employment Radio. Oh, special guest on tomorrow's show, Tim Riley. Tim Riley. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.